Hello and welcome to another SPAS Community Podcast. This is Ben Brady and I'm joined here today by Tom Wardak. Hi, Tom. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Um, so yesterday, Tom, you did the SPAS pre-release webinar. It was for what we refer to internally as release 1221, I believe. Yes. Um, so yeah, we're just going to talk a little bit about that today because in the webinar itself, you give a lot of demonstrations. It's very visual. Yourself and Adam did a great job of preparing some uh, some demo items and things in there. But today is for people who maybe they don't have time to watch the video or they just want a, a quick overview. So over the next 10 minutes, we're going to hit on some of these new features. And then if you want to know more about it, uh, you can go watch the webinar. If you've got any questions, then feel free to get in touch with your account manager or the marketing team at BTL. That's marketing at btl.com and we'll do our best to answer those so let's get straight to it um we talked a lot about bulk updates yesterday yeah um i think we've got bulk updating item lists and also something that was really exciting i think would be exciting for a lot of people especially if you're delivering tests in territories outside of your your home uh, country and that's the unit conversions yeah yeah so um uh, prior to 12.21, um, you could only perform a bulk update uh, within a subject. So to explain what a bulk update is, it's uh, you've got a group of items, say 50, 100 items, and you want to change all of the workflow statuses at once. Um, you don't really want to be spending all of your time going into all of those items and clicking and changing the status on each one individually. So what you can do is just tell bulk update uh, to update all of those items at the same time. Um, what we've got now is bulk update in item search and item lists, which means essentially that you can run a bulk update across multiple subjects, which you couldn't previously do. Um, so that's a big productivity gain uh, in terms of your workflows if, you, if you're working across multiple subjects. Um, the idea of unit conversions, it's a, it's a new update type that's been added to bulk update. Uh, you can do it in a subject or across multiple subjects. And what it allows you to do is point bulk update at your set of items and say, all right, find all of the kilograms and convert them into stone, for instance. Hmm. Um, but the thing that's interesting about this is it's not just find and replace, where it'll just convert all of the words that say kilograms into words that say stone, because we know that um, there's not a one-to-one match yeah, between and kilograms and stone. pounds and a stone and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So what you can do is you can set up a what we call a conversion profile where you can list mm-hmm. all of those calculations. So one kilogram equals X amount of uh, um, stone or X amount yeah. of pounds and whatever. And then what bulk update will do is it'll, it'll kind of scan all of the items that you've selected, find mm-hmm. the things that say kilograms, convert them into stone with the correct numerical values. Yeah. I think watching you do this yesterday as well, I mean, it, it really was as simple as setting up a spreadsheet with those values in. Yeah. So whatever field you're working in, if you think, oh, no one's going to be able to find a formula for converting, I don't know, light years into photon beams or something, just yeah. making random stuff up. But actually, if you have a conversion for that in your field that yeah. is a well-known thing, then you can create the spreadsheet with that conversion in and it will automatically work. The other thing that really impressed me was... Um, you can put in various, uh, I suppose, synonyms for want of a better word, but maybe a better explanation that you used was the like kgs, kgs with the capitals, kgs yeah. lowercase, kilograms, kilogram with a capital, kilos, kilos. Yeah. So even if you're working with 
a hundred item authors mm. and each one of those has used their own particular abbreviation, you can actually just add all of those in and it will automatically pick all of those up and turn any reference to kg, kilogram, etc., into stone, stones, yeah. um, LBS for pounds and that, yeah. that kind of thing as well. So there's been a lot of thought gone into this. I think it's going to save people a lot of time yeah. if they're uh, making those changes to, to bulk items. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good feature. And the, the glossary with all the synonyms in it is also quite, quite powerful. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how people start using that. Um, yeah, it, it looks like a spreadsheet, which is kind of dull. But when you actually start thinking about it, it's a really exciting under the hood yeah. feature as passed. Oh, mate, spreadsheets are amazing. Don't, don't do this. <laughs> okay. Um, I suppose working in marketing, I should really be more behind spreadsheets <laughs> as well. But yeah, when you look at them all day, every day, you, your eyes start to see lines. Uh, so we, moving on, uh, we had the advanced numerical entry uh, question type. And um, so just in case you are going to watch the webinar, we do refer to uh, 25 pence coin in this, don't we? I think yeah. that, that just reflects on uh, your time recently spent in America, <laughs> isn't it? For yeah. Quarters rather than pence. kind of had a bit of a moment where I mixed up. <laughs> Uh, 25 cents or a quarter with 25p coin which yeah. doesn't even exist but to, but two people in the webinar didn't pick up on it us two watching the run-throughs in here we didn't pick up on it everyone's just kind of oh yeah 25p coin well it's your fault then you should have been <laughs> so protecting that, me from yeah, myself I'll, I'll uh, take precedence on that but anyway it still works in the context of the feature so let's uh, hear about the numerical yeah type. so this is a really interesting one so um we, we've when, when when the feature came through, we were kind of scratching our heads over trying to understand it because in technical communications, you've got to take all this stuff and translate in yeah. a way that people are going to understand. Um, so when it came through, really a bit perplexed, but we came up with some ideas of like sample content that really made it actually easy mm -hmm. to understand. So the idea was, it's like okay, so Gary walks into a shop, he's got fifty p, twenty p, not twenty five p, and ten p. Um, he's got numerous, he's got three 50Ps, four 20Ps and like two 10Ps or whatever. Yeah. And he's buying a certain number of sweets or lollipops or whatever that comes to a certain amount. The question is asking the candidate to um, use the least amount of coins to pay for the sweets whilst receiving no change. So right. the idea is that they will be selecting, they've got three answer fields. Um, and they should be putting 50p, 20p, and 10p. It's a yeah, basic so kind of like num numerical it, reasoning question. Is it like functional skills? This is, that's yeah, the kind of area that this yeah, is kind of useful. Yeah, I yeah. believe so. So um, the, the, the problem that this is solving, though, is that if a candidate wants to put in 50p, 10p, and 20p, or another candidate puts in 20p, 10p, and 50p right, into okay. the three set fields, if you were to set that up as a normal a numerical entry question, what you've got to do or what you used to have to do is put 50p, 20p, and 10p into each answer field in order to make those accepted answers. Yeah. Um, but then one candidate could come in and just put 50p into each and technically get a correct answer. So the way that answer collections works is it's you, you're predefining what the answers are, the accepted answers in those fields, and then you can set up combinations of them. So um, the way that we set it up, there's six valid combinations right, okay. uh, for the three values that are accepted in any order. So... The idea is that when you put one value in the first field, um, 
you're not able to then put that value in the second field and get the correct answer. Right. It's it's a bit hard to describe in abstract terms, but it makes sense when you see it. Yeah, in the demonstration for the webinar, you, we've got this on screen. You can see the answers being put in and the, yeah. the, the back end of SPAS where you set those answers up. So yeah. uh, if you're interested in hearing more about that, really do recommend you go and watch the webinar. Um, it's only about 35 minutes, isn't it, in total? Yeah. And this comes up around a quarter of the way in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so moving on, just to keep this nice and short, uh, we covered a lot about source material. So we've got updates to uh, documents and spreadsheets being added as source material. Um, also the idea for navigation of grouped URLs in source material. Mm -hmm. Again, that one works well in the webinar because you can see the sheets behind how it's set up for, yeah. for that thing, but I'll let you explain more in a minute. <clears throat> uh, and then my personal favorite for this release of SPAS is the, uh, well, we refer to it as HTML package material. Um, and the reason for that is that it really just is limitless in what you can add. If you can add something as, as an iframe or an HTML, you can upload a zip file, we can have 3D animations, can have interactive simulations. It, it looks incredible. Uh, I'll pass back to you, Tom. Uh, tell us a bit about those in, yeah. in that order. So the idea behind uh, adding documents and spreadsheets to source material is that you're just essentially giving candidates a, a scrap bit of paper. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure you can remember when you did like a, a crib sheet. Uh, sorry, not a crib sheet. A scratch pad. Scratch pad. Yeah, yeah, scratch pad. So I remember when I was doing my tests on paper, uh, essay tests. You'd ask for a scrap piece of paper so you can just do some doodles or yeah. you know plan out your thing. And but the the, the value of this is that um, because you've got an Excel spreadsheet, you've got all the formulas in there. Um, right. Okay. So you can do some quite advanced calculations if you if you're doing the kind of numerical reasoning exam. Um, the thing is though is that those scrap pieces of paper aren't actually submitted. So it's just for the candidates use. Okay, so the, the markers will never see anything that is on those um, scrap paper. On on the on the digital scrap paper they won't. Um, I did mention yesterday that if you want your candidates to use Word and Excel in their exams, we can do that with file attach. This right, is something course, yeah. this is something different. This is just uh, scrap paper, essentially. Yep. It's, it's kind of bridging the gap between uh, paper testing and on-screen testing. Right, okay. Um, in terms of URL source material navigation, so um, when we're running a test in Secure Client and the candidate's locked down, um, obviously they can't minimize the test and go on the internet. Mm -hmm. So what URL source material is, is it's a way for candidates to access the internet in a very controlled way. So you can upload a whitelist of URLs and create essentially a walled garden version of the internet with sites that only you want them to go on. Right, okay. Um, and that's been a feature in Surpass for a while, but what we've added now is browser control, so back, forward, homepage, you know, all of mm -hmm. the conventional classic browser controls that people are familiar with. Yeah. And in terms of the HTML package and the custom content, I mean, as you said, it's it's kind of limitless of what you can do with it. The, the example we used yesterday was um, uh, someone comes in with a brain fracture, um, inspect this 3D uh, model of a skull, which you can rotate in all three dimensions and zoom in and out, yeah. uh, find the fracture and tell me what kind of fracture it is. Yeah. Um, and that's really cool. Um, there are some other examples where you know, engineering students can look at a detailed model of an engine and find the, yes, the missing parts yeah, or, or, or the faulty connections and stuff. Um, but I think it's important to note that it's not just limited to 3D models. Yes. Um, it is, yeah, we've used that to show it off, haven't we? Because yeah. that's the most powerful visual image, but actually... It's, I imagine in, in real world terms, the uses will be a bit more subtle. 
Yeah. Um, you can essentially build your entire web, an entire custom website in there. Yeah. You can uh, create diagnostic tools. It's it's really blasting the doors open on on what you can do with items in surpass. Yeah. In terms of simulations, that kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. If if you're doing a legal exam, you might want to open up a particular website for mm. um, you know legal yeah. stuff. Um, if you're doing a finance website, you might want to allow people access to certain tax calculators. If yeah. you're doing um, you know, back to functional skills, that kind of thing, you might want to give people access to classic novels, but not the entire British library of yeah. uh, thesaurus and everything else to help them out. So just on that one, because uh, I imagine a lot of people, as soon as you say it, it opens up the you know certain websites there is mm. security concern that might crop up oh but what if they go to one and then navigate out of that to another or something but that's been taken care of hasn't it yeah yeah so you can't do that um you can only um go to websites that you whitelist yeah um what you can do is you can put a you can make a, a url a wildcard which will allow users to access anything on that any subdomain on that website so right um if we put btl.com as a as a whitelisted URL, you'd only be able to go to our homepage. Right. Um, if you clicked on any of the links, like for this podcast, um, mm. it would kind of block you out of it. Yeah. But if we put btl.com forward slash asterisk, uh, any subdomain on the btl.com domain will be available to the candidate. Um, mm. But okay. the idea with URL source material is is it's <clears throat> it's kind of like okay, you can only visit these websites. Rather than saying, okay, you've got, rather than blocking websites, all you're doing is allowing websites, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I suppose a good example might be um, Wikipedia. Yeah. So you might have a history exam, you might want people, you, you might want to give a student access to, say, the Battle of Waterloo, mm -hmm. but then you might want to make sure that they don't click on a link that goes through to Napoleon to answer yeah. another question, which is the detailed history of Napoleon. I know that's a rather abstract yeah. example of a question, but... Um, but no, that, that's exactly how it would work. Yeah, um, gives you full control over. Yeah, and I suppose if you wanted to only... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so just to wrap up, uh, a couple more things that we want to mention. We've got the um, exporting multiple scripts for Secure Marker. So that I, I can talk about that one. Um, yeah. You can export multiple scripts for Secure Marker. Yeah, I believe it's up to two thousand. Was the one yeah. you mentioned? Yeah. So it's all about it's it's another spreadsheet then. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's another spreadsheet. Um, if uh, in Secure Marker in the script review screen, you've got all all of your candidate details and all that kind of stuff and the marks and uh, the moderation status and, and all that stuff and if you want that in a spreadsheet which you can then plug into another reporting system mm -hmm. um, because we do integrate with pretty much what yeah. you want yeah. um, you can just export that it spits out a spreadsheet and then you can do whatever you want with it um, you can make pivot tables all that kind of stuff um, but yeah and in terms of kind of other features that have gone in we've spent quite a bit of development time this release on performance improvements yeah um, I think that's something uh, the past couple of releases we've really focused on isn't it is efficiency gains performance improvements yeah there's yeah. been a lot to talk about there in other webinars like the September webinar we mentioned yeah as well I mean getting shiny new baubles is nice but it's also good that we are you know really focusing on making sure that the core product is, is stable and, and working as it should do so um, what we've introduced is pagination uh, on the tests and test form screens. Mm -hmm. So if, you, if you're a big organization and you've got thousands of test forms, when you were going onto the test screen, on the test form screen, it would load them all. Right. Um, so 
that can introduce a bottleneck. So now that it's paginated, it's only loading about uh, 20 or 30 at a time. Yeah. Uh, so it's loading much quicker. Um, and you've still got all the search functions on the left. So yep, um, you need there. if you're looking for a specific one, just type in the name and it'll come up straight away. Mm -hmm. um, and also with audio capture and file attach items, we've optimized the upload um, process for that because audio capture has a maximum limit of 60 minutes. Yeah. So if you've got 500 candidates all submitting 60 minutes of audio at the same time, That's it's a lot of hours of audio to process. Yeah, 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 quite a lot. So we've now optimized that and made it a lot more, um, a lot more efficient. Great. Well, I know um, you know we've got a what is it, eleven strong user experience and design team yeah. out there, and they are always loving hearing about user testing, user experience. If there's anything that you particularly like or anything that you you think could be improved, um, do let us know. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the again, if you come through to marketing at btl.com, we can make sure any of those messages are passed on. Uh, so all that's left to say now is thank you very much, Tom. And Adam's not here today; he's on leave, isn't he? So um, You'll see him in the webinar, but go to btl.com slash surpass slash past webinars for the webinars and btl.com slash podcasts for more podcasts like this one and more guest interviews. All right. Thanks for your time, Tom. Cheers, Ben.